socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Did you guys get your April Fool's decorations up? All of your, uh... I put up a mask of a man frowning and a mask of a man smiling. I got And then I took buckets, down the mask of the man frowning. My bucket's filled with uh, uh-huh. water above slightly ajar doors all yep. over my house. I put uh, saran wrap over uh, my sink nozzles. Yep. A warm cup of water next to my wife with her hand in it while she sleeps. Hey, oh. Kelly. Very cool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, cool That's prank a thing that we do. Forgot. Forgot about that. <clears throat> that is a thing we do. How have we all changed in the past uh, couple months? Like I, you know, as you guys know, uh, got really buff and uh, strong and sexy and won the Mister Universe uh, competition. I was going to ask you about that because I thought a your speech was mesmerizing like i really thought you you really united a lot of fronts i think yeah yeah um and what'd you think of my talent segment you know i didn't i thought i at the mr universe contest i thought i would grow tired of peck juggling but you really (laughs) knocked it out of the park and that talking monkey that you trained my god that was impressive yeah nothing to shake a stick at yeah, I can't believe people waited several months for me to train that monkey. Like I did it live on stage, and people stayed through the whole <laughs> process. There, you're you're really paving the way for the rule changes of Mister Universe competitions. There, I heard they're already working on setting some sort of time limit for the talent section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. You hit. You trained it at the right time because it really it hit winter sweeps like perfectly. So you were like right at like late November, which is right when you want to get the most popular show on the air. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. How right. have you changed, Marty? Right. <laughs> oh, you know, I've uh, grown a foot. Um, Tall. So now you have three. Not a third foot. <laughs> no, I just grow a foot taller. Nice. Uh, I turned 19, of course, so I finally hit my growth spurt. Um, I got into uh, Gonzaga, and I'm going to be going there next year to uh, play basketball, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, very good school. And storied history. I'm going to be, uh, what, what was the guy, that, uh, Adam Morrison, I think is the basketball player I'm thinking of. He was like a... Kind of, uh, he flamed out in the NBA because he was not very good. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to shoot some hoops and, uh, yeah, use my height to my advantage. Yeah. Dope. Uh, you know me. It's my slogan is I just love ripping bongs and ripping Beyblades. And I've done a lot of that over the past, how many months has it been? Eight? Give or take. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's been eight, yeah. It's been eight months. So I did that. They yeah. gave me a Nobel Prize in ripping Beyblades. Feels a lot shorter. <laughs> than eight months? Yeah, feels like... Well, right now it's like Like, in a way, seven. like, not enough time has passed. Does that make sense? Yeah, for us to do our 10-year reunion episode. Yeah, or just to do an episode. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. I mean, we could talk about how uh, lack... Like, how... How much doing this episode is affirming that I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm With, saying. Welcome to Smooth Scoops and Novelty Songs. 
a podcast that's uh, still about dumb shit. Yeah, <laughs> that we're still doing about dumb shit. <laughs> this week, my co-hosts are indulging me as we review Austin Powers in Goldmember. We're finishing the trilogy. We're finishing what we started. Mm-hmm. Stand by Three for years ago. Nigel and Mrs. Powers. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> baby. That yeah. Forgot to do that bit. Austin Powers 3. The movie that dares to ask the question, what if a lame white guy rapped? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if we... This is like... It's a pre-YouTube movie, so people are like, I want all the same funny bits that I laughed at in the last two movies, but again... In a new movie. Austin Powers and Goldmember, of course, is a 2002 spy action comedy film once again directed by Jay Roach, the third and final film in the Austin Powers film series so far, featuring Mike Myers in multiple roles, including Austin Powers, Dr. Evil, Fat Bastard, and the brand new Goldmember, a spoof on the famed James Bond character Goldfinger. Austin Powers and Goldmember once again oh. takes aim at the James Bond franchise. <laughs> Goldfinger. <laughs> Uh, I'm skipping ahead. Uh, uh, since the release of Goldfinger, there have Smart been hints choice. of a fourth Austin Powers. <laughs> another tr- another made- <laughs> tradition where Marty writes way too much, realizes in <laughs> yes. the moment, why did yes. I write three pages on this? <laughs> since the release of Goldfinger, there have been hints of a fourth Austin Powers, and Mike Myers has made numerous appearances as his famed characters, usually in Saturday Night Live sketches or in Super Bowl ads. Supposedly, Myers has worked on a fourth Powers script that would mostly be based around Dr. Evil with Seth Green's Scott Evil as the villain. In 2016, Myers and director Jay Roach claimed to have been in negotiations for a fourth film, but by 2017, Roach was quoted as saying the fourth film would only occur if Myers creates a good script. <laughs> oh, but Jesus. By, but by so January 12th, well, he meant it in like a nice way. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But, but by January 2020, director Jay Roach was back to hinting that he'd love to make the film. Uh, yeah, it's a cash cow. Will, it will happen someday, because there's no way in an era of soft reboot movies that they don't do a spoof of soft reboots. Like That is a guarantee that's going to happen at some point. We are in desperate need of a gritty Austin Powers reboot. <laughs> a darker, they go grittier, the way. <laughs> darker. And it's just called Doctor, and that's it. It's called Powers. Okay, that too. You could do that. You could do that. Or just, yeah. it's just called Evil. It'll be called Powers. Yeah. It'll be called Powers because it's going to be his like daughter as the main character. Evil right? versus like, that's Powers. Mm. Wait, like Mike Myers' real daughter, IRL? No, no, I mean, like, Austin Powers will have a kid who will be taking the mantle from mm-hmm. him. That's what they'll do. Austin Powers probably has many kids. That would be a great gag in that movie. That'd be a great gag. He's got tons of offspring all trying to be Austin Powers. That sounds fantastic. Make that movie. Yeah, that sounds all right, really, Marty. really good. Write the script. This film was a massive hit, earning nearly $300 million worldwide at the box office, and was, I think, safe to say... Probably the peak of spoof movies in terms of the popularity. This franchise was very, very popular. But was it the peak of the spoof movie artistically? (laughs) Gentlemen, what did you think of Austin Powers in Goldmember? Hated it in Living Color. Yeah. (laughs) It was fine. I I didn't hate it. It was what I have liked to have spent an hour and a half doing something else probably 
two hours doing something else? How long is this movie? It's like 80. It, well, without the musical numbers, it's probably 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, That's true. So it's like 80 minutes. My yeah. free time and really just the time on this earth seems just so increasingly fleeting that an hour, this hour and a half felt like a year and a half. But isn't it good? Isn't that mean like, cool, I just spent a year and a half watching a movie. Mm, it felt like being in <laughs> solitary confinement with Fat Bastard. Oh my god, can you imagine? Man, it would stink so bad. He would leave me so many rosebuds. Mm-hmm. God. Yep. Yep. So, mm-hmm. I think this movie works better as a dramatic movie because I think the overall fathers and sons disappointing each other theme in this movie is actually really well done. Uh, but there's not a lot of jokes in this movie. Was it really well done, or was are... it just in there? It was at least like um, it was more compelling narr- a, a more compelling narrative attempt than you'd expect them to. That do was like movie, the 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 coat rack that they hung all the jokes on. But like, if yes. you take it, uh, if, but if you just if you take off all the coats and look at the coat rack by itself, it's like, oh, this is just an IKEA coat rack. There's nothing that. You, you you could get this, you could get so many other like coat racks that are so much better that like do the same thing. Like sure. if you want a father and son like drama, there's plenty of them that don't have a uh, fat bastard and those stinky little rosebuds. <laughs> See, like, but that that's kind of what you're agreeing with me at my point, I guess, because my point is Shit, like, I guess it I, works wow. better as a drama. Damn. You got me there. I am agreeing with you. Well, no, because like ultimately, I'm saying like that's an insult to the movie. If this movie works better as a drama, that sucks because it's like, yeah, like that thematically is like I think more compelling than a normal spoof movie narrative. But yeah, why, if that's the best part of the movie, holy cow, that must have some really bad jokes. Then this movie felt like very much they were out of ideas. They were just straight up out of ideas for this movie. <laughs> yeah, they only had like a couple new gags. Uh some of them heavily based in pop culture uh the subway diet being one of them yeah mm, yeah that jared joke really skinny. hits weird now kevin spacey as mm. <laughs> dr evil Danny yeah but DeVito that whole opening me me Okay. You don't like Danny DeVito as Mini Me? That opening is oh, like great. Danny I love the opening. As, Danny DeVito could kick me in the balls and I'd think it's funny. Uh, and <laughs> well, guess what? I'm it. in your closet right now. <laughs> oh, no. Spread no, those no, legs, no, Kelly. No, no, no. my foot. Cup. Oh. All right, gotta go. No, oh. I'm cross-eyed. <laughs> um, here's the thing. That intro compared to the last two movies' intros, not great. Uh, the intros are the, for the for one and two, very fun. If I recall correctly, the number two had him them hiding his privates, I think. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. With fun little visual gags, a lot of forced perspective stuff with the camera. Uh and then number one had like the big dance number, and this one didn't really do a whole lot of like it still had a dance number after the intro with all the big ho- Tom Cruise as Austin Powers, what? How'd they land him? Hey, I mean, 
I loved it. <laughs> I loved everything before they got to the dance number because all the stuff, all the cameos and stuff. It, it was it's fun. And I remember that being a big fucking thing at the time. This was like a big shock to people. No one knew this was going to be in the movie. It was so good. Yeah, it's fun. I just I I like the I just like the first two better. And that's like one of the things that I want them yeah. to uh up the ante on versus like the silhouette gag reappearing and what other mm-hmm. rehash gags did they have? I don't know. I also probably like this movie more than you guys did. The silhouette thing they did do like verbatim in previous ones, but even like I feel like the um subtitles gag was uh like one of the best gags in this movie but it just felt like derivative of previous like gags they've done like this is just a different version of the silhouette gag right the second one kind of had the same problem where they were just repeating a lot of the jokes but again it felt like they were escalating it but i think the second one had enough new material that redoing the old stuff didn't feel so dated but this one it felt like all the new stuff was terrible and so all the repeated stuff maybe was a good escalation of the idea, but yeah, it stands out as like, oh my god, it's the same joke again because it's just like there's nothing else to compare it to in this movie. Like they brought the Osbournes in, which are still so culturally relevant. <laughs> we should have talked about that for the cold open. We should have talked about watching the Osbournes. That would have been relevant in April. Isn't it funny the way that this man has like terminally injured his brain and made himself like virtually insane isn't that like a good uh i'm talking about uh ozzy osbourne ozzy isn't that something we can all share like just a fun laugh about i thought the story broke out that sharon had him on like a bunch of crazy medications during the filming of that series oh Uh, really something like that that. i could i mean this is not the place to go for facts and breaking news (laughs) stories i'll say that and then as soon as the series ended he's just he woke up and was just like my goodness sharon i feel as though i've had the strangest dream Hmm. well anyway (laughs) off to read the times And then he sings, I'm in austin powers and gold (laughs) member i don't remember appearing in such a film well tut tut nothing to worry about have you guys ever I seen the clip? I'd be in Lawrence of Arabia. So, as much as, uh, have you seen the clip of the Osborne show where Ozzy Osbourne's on the all burrito diet for like a week? It's like mm-hmm. a whole nope. It's like one of the episodes that they filmed, and it's just like a super cut of him. Just like f- he just loves burritos, and it's very fun. That's that's the highlight of the series. So go look that up on YouTube. Have a have a have yourself a three minute fun time and then i mean i feel like in google to see if sharon osborne was did have him on a bunch of antipsychotics that didn't mix well marty will edit it in um as as we like to say here do your own research (laughs) you google it but again marty will google it edit in the answer so you and i will edit it yes um at a point here marty throw that so so i'll if, if there's no, if I didn't put it in here, that means it does. It, 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 Kelly was right. So if Ke- if, if it's not oh, in no. here confirming it, Kelly was right. So just assume Kelly was right. If there's nothing after what I'm saying right now, if I don't put anything in after what I'm saying right now, then you can assume Kelly was right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like an all burrito diet like is like bad, but not 
that bad. Like it sounds worse than it no, would it's be because all your food groups it's, are kind of in there. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Bread, mm-hmm. <laughs> nacho <Meat>? cheese, cheese, <laughs> <laughs> refried beans, <laughs> and avocado. You got your greens, your browns, yeah, your fruits, and your in betweens. Yeah. <laughs> Avocado is an in-betweeny. Let's admit it. That's true. Yeah. That's, uh, that's nature's butter. All right, what else what? is new? You know what? We uh, have to talk about Goldmember. You know what? We are talking. Um, oh, the bit. character? <laughs> I know we sometimes do this at the end, but I'm just going to say it now. One bit that does always make me laugh from this movie is when he's um, hiding behind the fountain and like peeing to make it look yes. like it's still working. And then when he I eats like the... When he asparagus. eats the asparagus, asparagus and the guy smells it's it, a plate of asparagus. immediately yeah. <clears throat> the the <laughs> the guy at the service desk or whatever you want to yeah. call it, the security guard, the henchman, yeah, yeah, he's like, sniffs it. Which yeah. I guess that means no, that, one of Austin Power, one of the things that makes him a great spy is his lightning quick metabolism, because that just went <laughs> whoo, straight through. Yes. <laughs> no, that that whole sequence, which is like a good five minutes, it is, and they it's clearly like the most thought out thing in the entire movie it's so well constructed and good it's excellent like if i was to tell anybody like watch this movie i'd just be like just skip to this part of the movie watch this bit and then don't watch anything else in the movie like it's so good and as a matter of of fact instead of popping in the dvd going to the chapter selection and then finding the chapter and then maybe like scrubbing through to get to that exact moment just youtube it like i said this movie was pre-YouTube pretty much because they had to remake a whole film uh, and rehash all the gags because you couldn't just go to the, the internet and be like, uh, Austin Powers funny moments or go on LimeWire and try to download it because then you'd get a Weird Al <laughs> video. Austin Powers funny moments.mp3.exe. Yeah, give me that. <laughs> I have one more question then. What did you guys think of the titular character Goldmember? Was he a great addition to the Austin Powers verse or what? Did he really bring uh, another dimension in this thing or what? Come Awful. on. An afterthought. I literally, I think, here's my biggest problem with Goldmember. He has too many things. He's got too much stuff going on. He's got, let me count the things he's got going on. He's got, he loves gold. Mm-hmm. He's got, he's Dutch. Isn't that he's weird got, though? S- He's got smoke and a pancake. Mm. He's got Which we don't even his skin know. peels what off and he that? eats it. What is that? That doesn't even seem like thought out. Maybe that's just something. So like what could have happened. Here's my theory. Mike Myers is peak career at this point. Uh, and he throws out this smoke and a pancake bit as like a fun little gag between him and some friends. And everyone yes mans him until it's in the movie. That's I think that's my- like. So much That's of this movie. movie, it feels like they were letting him like riff, like wage, like they were letting him riff and improv. So especially as Doctor Evil in this movie, and like none of it oh got, not enough of it got edited out, or none, not enough of it was like, all right, all right, uh, Mike, we got to break down the location here. Like <laughs> we got to wrap this <laughs> thing up. They just let him go and go and go. It's because they didn't have enough for a movie. This is they, this movie, like the plot beats this movie. This is not enough for a movie. Like, straight up, there's just not enough here for a full movie. The beats of this movie are like, his dad gets kidnapped, he goes to find him, he uncovers Dr. Evil's submarine lair. That's literally, everything else in between is, like, so 
unthought out and just fluff. Like, there's literally nothing happens in this movie that has any consequence to anything else. It's so bizarre. It's, like, so weak. It's just such a weak script. Um, Besides the dramatic elements, which mm. are quite good. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't let you finish <laughs> naming um, Gold Number's oh, traits. Number five, he's got every time he says a reference, he has to immediately cite the reference. That's number five. In a weird, deep voice for some reason. Number six, he's got no dick because he lost in a smelting accident. Number seven, because he has no dick, this also makes him insanely flexible for some reason. Uh, so he can kick his legs up over his head. Uh, and then number eight, he's an anti-vaxxer. It was really surprising Whoa, that he just keeps I, you're, going you're on missing a, about being anti-vax. a big one. His dead skin thing. Yeah, he likes eating his I said that skin. one. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, he, he his skin peels off and he eats the skin. The skin thing is great. I think that's plenty. Like, literally, if it's just that and he likes gold, leave it at that. What does he need? The fucking... The references one is the one that stands out the most. It's just like, why did you do this? Like, why did you include this for his character? It's so hard to watch. It's painful every time. I feel like the I'm Dutch isn't that weird thing falls flat for me. Like, Oh, it fell so flat. I never understood that. Yeah. Uh... Michael Caine steals all the scenes. Yeah, it's not weird that you're Dutch. Uh, Michael Caine doing... There are two types of people I hate. People that are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Uh, Iconic line for me. I mean, I'm very fond of this movie from childhood. It was one... I've told... I mean, I've talked to... Go back, listen to Austin Powers, Spy Shaggy, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. On those episodes, I talked about how me and my mom would watch these movies all the time, and I liked them very much. Thank you. Do you need to um, blow your nose, Kelly? <laughs> what? Uh, no. I'm a little Push congested. your glasses up closer. You can't see. I can see just fine. Shut up. Shut up. Anyway. This was the first one. I, this is the only one I saw in theaters, by the way. So I, I also have a similar I feel childhood like I attachment to I saw it. this in theaters also. But yeah. Uh, Rose Colored Glasses, great movie. Fun. Love it. <laughs> Kelly, go yeah. ahead and rate it. Everything yeah. we just said. Ten out of ten is a movie. Out of the way, yeah, ten out of ten. <laughs> um, Nine out of ten is a spoof. Okay, I've got another, I got another thing to bring up before we yeah, I wanna hear it. get to it. Um, well, I'll just speak for myself first and then, and then open the floor to you guys. Man, did I just feel kind of bad for uh, Miss Beyonce Knowles in this movie. It just seemed I felt uncomfortable for her like having to be in it. Like this was just like like respectfully beneath her. Like just like this was the, I, it's um from the moment she's in it she comes in singing a um a gold member theme song that's just shake 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 your booty with gold member's name in there and she's yes. like she's really <laughs> like trying to make this like a thing and it's just like no this sucks like and uh the the Nathan Lane like talking as her thing like that was kind of a funny bit but then they like over it went on like a couple seconds too long but mostly just like she I you can tell that she's like really trying to be enthusiastic about this shitty role in a shitty movie. I wonder if she didn't do this if she'd be more of an actor. But um it's this and the Pink Panther I don't think movie, so. so I don't know. She did like Dream Girls also, right? But like Do you think the guy like who whoever her agent was who who fucking uh swindled her into doing this like afterwards was like now you should do lemonade. 
Like you, this guy got fired. I guess is what <laughs> I'm saying, right? This, this guy got immediately canned, and obviously she got like better. No, this on movie her was team. huge. I I don't think that I, I bet if you asked her, I bet she has no regrets about doing this movie because this movie was massive. Well, let's this call was her huge up. for her to be in it. Okay, boop 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 boop. All right, who's doing? Who's doing the Beyonce? The line who's is busy. The voice? <laughs> the oh no! <laughs> beep beep beep. Oh well, I guess we'll try. If you'd like to time. make a collect call, I don't know. I, I I agree with you completely though. This is it's just that it's under the part is nothing. Like the part is just nothing other than the opening number that she does, which is like you said, is just shake shake your booty. Um, the rest of the character is like the dumbest and worst sidekick that they've done in the entire series. She gets duped by Goldmember every single time. Like, her whole arc is like, my partner got killed by Goldmember, and then she just gets her ass kicked by him the rest of the movie. It makes no sense. Like, she has no funny lines. Her, her The only joke they do with her is that her afro is big. Echoing you, she doesn't get to do anything fun. Right. She's, she's like, the, the, the female love interest characters in the Austin Powers movies get worse and worse over the movies. Elizabeth Hurley, I think, is great in the first one, and I think they give her plenty to do in that movie. And then Heather Graham is, like, a pretty big step down, and then this is an even bigger step down. Like, I just think they just didn't even care about it at all. I think, and, like, honestly... You mean step down writing-wise, right? Because I think she yes, did a yes. fine job acting. Like, it's kind of... Oh, yeah. This being one of her... I don't think it was her debut, but like one of the first big movies she was doing. I don't know. It just yeah, it felt like she got screwed with the script. That's and the plot and everything. Yeah. No, I think she's fine. And like I think I, again, like Heather Graham. I think we talked about this last time too. It's like Heather Graham was fine in that movie. She's just like completely underserved by the writing. Uh, and and even like I honestly, if they cast somebody who wasn't as good as Michael Caine for the dad, I think that part would also really suck because the dad is just like cooler Mike or cooler Austin Powers. That's all they came up with for him, and that's literally all he is. Just like he's a cooler version of well, him. to his because it's Michael Caine, it still works in the end. But that and to his advantage, he's really only in the last like fifteen minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Michael Caine, right, it's the back of his head the rest of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, um, if Michael Caine didn't play this role, you know who they would have cast for it? Another Michael, Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he would have just played that five characters. Been... Oh my god, why didn't? No, he should. Why isn't he just playing his dad? And there's no gold member in this movie. Just that would actually make else. sense too, because then they so much the plot of him being the dad of both. Uh, Austin Powers and Doctor Evil. It's like and yeah, they're, they're spitting the images yeah. of each other. So, right. uh, yeah, I, I, it's Michael Caine. It's it's not a problem for me. He elevates every scene that he's in, but also, uh, I don't know. This, it's like if they do Austin Powers four, it's just gonna be like Eddie Murphy the and the clumps, the Nutty Professor two, the clumps or whatever. Say with confidence, it's the clumps. I think they might just do a thing where he only does Doctor Evil, Austin Powers, and then somebody else would do like four characters or something. I think that's more likely. His daughter in real life. <laughs> yeah, his real life daughter <laughs> gets acting training. Does that's he like, have kids? I have no idea. <laughs> that's like uh, uh, Dana. Fuck. Why can't I remember his last name? Carvey. Yeah. His son opens for him on tour for stand-up. Fun fact. Yeah. It's great. And hey, 
if I don't clarify after the fact, you know Kelly was telling the truth. That one's true. That one I'm confident. I think they should do um, Dr. Evil and Austin Powers versus Adam Sandler's Jack and Jill. Another... Oh, baby. Same guy playing a pair of siblings. <laughs> yes, please. Bring it on. And fuck it. Just bring in Eddie Murphy and do the clumps. Just and none of any professors in here, too. Why not? Yeah. Oh, man. Or do like a sort of like Marvel the versus Capcom thing. Like, <laughs> Yeah. The spoof crossover we're all wanting. Yeah. So like little Nicky's in there. I'm going to take you for a ride. Yes. <laughs> That's going to hit such a small group of people. <laughs> well, actually, it's no one's going to listen to it anyway. Never mind. It's, and if little Nicky said it, it would sound like this. No. Hey, I'm going to take you for a ride, huh? Great. I'm going to take you for a ride, baby. <laughs> the Marvel vs. Capcom uh, characters don't say that, guys. Come on. That, oh, that's what makes you mad about us doing that? That's what upsets you? Yes. As a movie, 5 out of 10. The fountain bit is good. I think the middle of this movie is actually stronger than the rest of it, which is weird. Usually the spoof movies, they run out of steam and then have to like get their shit together, but this movie kind of Works best in the middle and doesn't work it that well at the beginning and end. 7 out of 10 is a spoof because it's still doing a bunch of specific James Bond shit. The sumo stuff is all specifically Bond. And and it always has, like, even if the jokes aren't good or aren't there, there's usually at least a take on James Bond in these movies. Like, as parody, you really can't go wrong with Austin Powers. Oh, there's one more thing. I'm just one more thing I want to bring up before I rate it, which is something... Um, Marty and I have referenced in the past just because this is like the absolute like dregs of comedy, just the absolute pits. One of the worst bits of all time. Fook me and fook you. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I immediately Scott's favorite joke in the It's movie. just so fucking sad because it's blatant racism for the sake of doing a bad pun and uh telling us something did you actually, this is what the fook me, fook you bit tells us. Did you know Austin Powers is horny? Yeah, no, we, we know. <laughs> we know. That's all it does. And it's, God, it sucks. Just, it's cringe. Uh, as a movie, one out of ten. I really did not enjoy watching it. And as a spoof, um, ten out of ten. It's so spoofy. Hey, Marty. Yeah, him. Hey, guys. Do you got a song for us on this uh, special, very special episode? I do. Gentlemen, this week's novelty song is more of a novelty album. For this week, we are heading to the Kanto region as we discuss the novelty Where Christmas album, The Pokemon Hold Christmas on. Bash. You, you, where's, where's Kanto? Yeah, it's a, a region. Is it like a, like a state or a country? It's It's... It's sort of like a continent, a I think. Fictional. Okay, so why not just a, say that then? Uh, well, it's a continent. Locals call it a region. Locals call it a region. Okay, locals of like what? Like, is it in Europe? Is it in Asia? Um, it is. It's, what is Kanto based on? Sino. Wait, no. Oh my god! It's, it's sort of like. It's sort of like a province of Japan, I would say. Okay. Okay, so you're talking about a place in Japan. Okay, gotcha. All right, now I'm following. Yeah, yeah, the Kanto region. Of Japan. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes, of Japan. Uh, 
I want to kick us off right away and give you a listen to the eponymous song from the Pokemon Christmas Bash and give you an exact glimpse into what this album is like. So without further ado, here is the Pokemon Christmas Bash. Christmas, the time of year for peace on earth and to spread good cheer. A bash, a rocking party, filled with fun where the laughter is hearty. It's the Pokemon Christmas Bash with Team Rocket Rock, Misty, and Ash. So without further ado, here's a Pokemon holiday. Hmm, I'm hearing electronic drums. I'm hearing sleigh bells. I'm hearing a sort of vocal choir. <laughs> Did you get to the Pokedex part? I'm hearing a robot voice uh, describing Christmas. <laughs> That's the best part. It's the Pokedex. It's the Pokedex Dude, yeah. singing to you. <laughs> he says, now with further, without further ado, I think the whole thing is ado. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? Oh, <laughs> uh, they end the chorus after the, the chorus is who's that Pokemon? And they say mm-hmm. the Pokemon Christmas bash Team Rocket, Misty, and Ash. Just because yeah. it rhymes doesn't make any sense. They just throw in the yeah these the mortal the enemies. Well, characters. maybe you know what, Kelly. I think what it is is they're putting their differences aside for the holiday season. See, yeah, Christ was right. born to wipe away their sins, and so, and so these citizens <laughs> of the uh, Kanto region are and Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is canonically in Pokemon, <laughs> according to this album. <laughs> okay, there are ten songs on this album in total, which includes a medley and a spoken word rendition of The Night Before Christmas, but with Pokemon names in it. So they really didn't have much to make of this album. Up. And there's nothing, there's so little written about this album. It came out in 2001. All the voices are the same voices as the anime, like blah, blah, blah. That's about it. Uh... So I thought we'd just play a couple more songs from this album for you. So this next one is called is one of my favorites from the album. It's very, very funny to me. Uh, we're going to get a little funky with Brock's song, I Keep My Home in My Heart. I'm thinking about Christmas back home. In Pewter City, the lights are pretty. And even though I love to roam. On Christmas Eve, I make believe I'm home. I wouldn't expect Brock to have so much vibrato on his voice. <laughs> he really, there's two things Brock loves his family and that Nurse Jenny and, or Nurse Joy and Officer Jenny. Mm-hmm. Thank you for correcting yourselves. <laughs> yes, sorry. Uh, We're going to wrap up with another song. It's probably the one most famous to Pokemon fans. This one's called I'm Giving Santa a Pikachu This Christmas. For the listeners, Marty's giving us like 15 seconds on each of these songs. That's right. I'll hide it in my stocking and you'll find it rather shocking. (laughs) Cause giving gifts to Santa's quite a novelty. I'm giving Santa a Pikachu this Christmas. I bet he'll scratch his beard and say Now Christmas Eve's will be a breeze As long as I have one of these What's this? Where's my Thunderstone? I must evolve this Pikachu post-haste 
Santa, no! He'll get slower! <laughs> you get to a certain age, and you start to realize, oh, this isn't for me. This wasn't. This was made for me when I was a child, probably. But even as a child, if I didn't like it, it's not for me. It's for other people who want to listen to it. So Yeah, I don't think... I think... Um, oh, they just... It's a, obviously a cash grab from uh, Pokey yeah. Corp. And uh, it's just funny that, like, because they knew, like, yeah, we'll sell... This will make money, probably. Someone had to put pen to paper and write all these songs and then, like... The voice actor had to be like, <laughs> that's crazy, professor. You're really going to do that? Why, yes, lad. <laughs> like, they had to, like, fucking wake up at six in the morning to drive into the fucking sound studio <laughs> and do this. Like, in between takes, the voice actor that plays uh, Professor Oak is just like, oh, well, we need to pay off this mortgage. I guess let's do another fucking take. Yeah, like. How how attached do the do the voice actors get to these characters? <laughs> or he was like, Oak would never do this. He would give <laughs> Santa a more strategic Pokemon. <laughs> he would give Santa a mill tank so he could make lots of milk throughout the year. Yeah. Professor Oak's voice actor notoriously threw out scripts for the series. Gentlemen, this week I have a two-part quiz for you, and part one is Pokemon themed and is titled Who's that Pokemon? I'm going nice. to play you the cry oh, of a Pokemon no, from from the anime. <laughs> is it going to be over your And you'll have to guess which speaker? Pokemon it is. I'm going to upload the links to you in a second. Oh, excellent. Uh, you'll have to guess which Pokemon it is. We're only going to do five of these, and keep in mind, many of the Pokemon simply say their name, so I picked all the ones that don't say their name. Okay, so I just think FYI, I, I hope to get one. <laughs> There's one I uh, Whoever gets... So, you guys are going to guess these. Whoever gets closest to the Pokemon's Pokedex number will get the point for this. Oh, uh, we can't uh, just say it. <laughs> so, if we say it... I'm saying guess, and then if you both get it wrong, whoever gets closest uh, in the Pokedex. Very well. Okay. Very well, indeed. So, without further ado, I don't... Did they upload for you guys? Yeah, I, got I, I see them. There's okay. five, right? Yep, there's five, yep. So play number one for yourselves. I'm gonna say Clefairy. Scott rings in verse. Butterfree. Ooh, Kelly is closer, as it is Caterpie. Actually, Kelly oh, gets that man. point. Well done, Kelly. Almost got it exactly. Is this all from like the the Johto region anime? These are all Kanto region. Yes, they're all the original one fifty. Which I just learned that that was. So when I'm guessing a Pokemon name, I'm just kind of like making a sound and hoping that that's one of them. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> I am going to say... Jinx. Scott guesses Jinx. Hold on. Wait, I oh, I take mine back. So there's horns in the background. Well, Kelly, Kelly can go first. Kelly guess first. Venomoth. Kelly guesses Venomoth. Scott, do you want to stick with Jinx? Uh, can I change mine to Vulpix? Scott Ooh, gets it exactly shit. on the number. It is it Vulpix. Vulpix. Well done. Well done. 
he actually because I think it says its name it says in Vulpix. it, right? If I remember, yeah, yeah, it says, Vulpix. yeah, it's like kind of like yes. it's just a little hard to see, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Number three, tied one to one. This is Diglett. Kelly gets. You said it. you weren't doing ones that they say names. What is it? Oh, did I now? What did I say? That? I it was Diglett. That. Diglett dig, Diglett dig. Oh, it's saying trio, Diglett trio, dig, trio. Diglett dig. <laughs> Number four. Rapid Ash <laughs> Ponyta. <laughs> Kelly gets it because oh. there's Ponyta. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it to both of you because I actually think they're the same. And the video clip I got that from, I couldn't tell which Maybe one it was. Maybe it was evolving so. in the video clip. Maybe that's what happened. Mm-hmm. It was halfway in between. <laughs> I'll give it to both of you. So it's three to two. Marty, come on, Kelly leads bro. for number five. Scott, you is can it, you take this one. Uh, is it... Um, uh, is it um, that superior Pokemon... Raichu, I'm gonna no. guess Ditto. <laughs> oh no! It's Ditto no. in the form of a oh, Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, you should have guessed Ditto for all of them because I would have had to give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was of course Pikachu. You set, you prefaced the quiz saying <laughs> you weren't gonna do the ones where they say their names. I think four out of the five said their names. Well, well, no, no, three, three out of, out of five. Ponyta Rapidash. One of, them, one of them nays. There is one yeah, I know <laughs> that doesn't say his name. Uh, Krabby or Kingler. I think it's Krabby. Krabby goes... Yeah. That's what he does. And I'm mad oh, okay. that it wasn't in this quiz because I would have gotten that one right. Uh, if I had done more, that was one, that was one of the ones on the uh, short list, but... I tried to make it so it was at least like identifiable because there are a lot of these are really hard to tell if, if they're not saying loved their it if it was more unidentifiable. Give me a oh, challenge. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, now I know. Wouldn't it be funny if one of them was quiz. just like like Larry Morgan, like <laughs> 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 Mr. Ash Mime would have been a good one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just a guy. Yeah. He's just a man. <laughs> Part two of this quiz is Christmas themed, and it wouldn't be an episode of Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs without a Ranker.com list. Gentlemen, I have the top Christmas movies of all time from Ranker.com, and we're looking for the top ten Christmas movies. Two points for the top five, one point for the top ten. Now, this is not a difficult one compared to ones we've done in the past. If you're thinking obvious Christmas movies, you will guess something in the top I have a question before we begin. Do TV specials count? Good question. Yes, there are ones that were, as far as I know, not released in theaters. There are ones on here that are just TV ones. Okay. Kelly leads from the last quiz because he won that last, the first part of the quiz. So, Scott, you can guess first. Home Alone. Scott gets number one with a bullet. Two points to Scott. Was it just best Christmas movies? No Pokemon uh, relations? No Pokemon. Well, no, because remember, it was the Pokemon I did not Christmas have Pokemon relations Pokemon. with that woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a Wonderful Life. I'm scrolling. Whoa. I'm scrolling. Bullshit. I'm scrolling. 
I'm scrolling. I'm number nine. Mad. Kelly okay. Kelly gets it at number nine. Damn. Gets one point. Marty, press control minus a couple times. You gotta scroll that much to get to number nine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Command minus. He's using a he's using a Mac. <laughs> Don't tell anybody that you'll get dox me. Yeah. You're one of the few. One of the millions of Mac users. <laughs> Scott, do you have a second guess? I guess I do, and I will say I will say Rudolph. Rudolph. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer at number five. Scott takes the lead six to four. Frost, uh, Frosty the Snowman. Kelly, I'm scrolling. Oh my god. My computer is not... Frosty the Snowman, no point to Kelly as it comes in at number 12. Whack. Mm-mm-mm. I will say... <clears throat> Jim Carrey Grinch. Scott gets a point... Number 10, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. But is that the Jim Carrey one? Yes, that is the Jim Carrey one. Fucking better be. Can you double check? Can I send this to New York? Can hey, they look relax. at it in... <laughs> well, Kelly, I'm telling you this right now. Number 10 is the Jim Carrey. Home Dr. Alone Grinch. 2, Lost Ooh, in New York. Ooh, he got his degree. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly does not get a point. It comes in at number 15. Fair enough. <clears throat> it's not as good as the first one. It's got Trump in it. Yeah, hey, that's why. There's a pizza over there. Dominios. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to say Elf. Oh, Scott boy. takes two more points. Elf comes in at number four. Scott is cleaning yeah. up the top. I guess I'm a little Christmas boy. What can I say? The... Uh, uh, Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Kelly finally comes in with the Santa Claus. Gets one point. Number six, the Santa Claus. Yeah. Kelly's behind nine to five. Bullshit. How many are left on the board? Good question. There are two in the top five left. Three. Four total left to guess. Machi machi. All right. I'm going to go out on a limb because... Frankly, I can afford to at this point, and say Miracle <laughs> on Thirty Fourth Street. Which version? Ooh. Which version? New or old? Uh, I'm, I'll say old. Shit! Damn it! The original comes in at number eleven. Scott does not get a point for it. <laughs> I, <don't think> <laughs> I would be upset if the new one came in higher than that, but it might. Let's do some deep cuts. Jingle all the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to get I Turbo to Man. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing deep cuts from here on out, though, for fun. Oh boy, <laughs> you're gonna leave it to me. Kelly's not oh, gonna win the quiz. Shit. Uh, I'm gonna say um, uh, Christmas Carol, and I'm gonna say the um, what is it, George C. Scott version? Not on the top ten. It was number eighteen. I'll put $5 on that this one's not in the top 10. The Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Christmas movies. No, I'm not. That is one that I've watched. It is really bad. It's one of the worst stop motion ones I've ever seen. Oh, oh wow. I thought this was like the uh, the Warwick Davis like a, Leprechaun. Horror, yeah. <laughs> no, no, not that Leprechaun. Oh, baby. Oh, I had one and then I forgot it. Shit. Um, Christmas movies. God damn. 
Uh, how about Santa Claus is coming to town? Rankin Bass special. Mm, no. All right. If Scott's not gonna you guess, just list them. If Scott's not gonna guess good guesses, I'll start. White Christmas. <laughs> no, not in the top ten. Okay, well, Whoa. that's a mistake. <laughs> Damn, you almost reminded. Would you like hints? Oh, there was something. Yeah, not yeah. Yet. Give us a hint. I don't want one. One of these, another version of it, has been in the top ten. I wanted to do. I've still got. <laughs> I offered hints. I said okay, no. Kelly, if you want to guess, yeah, the Grinch, the animated one. I'm gonna give that one to Kelly. Kelly gets it. That was number two on the list. Okay, Scott has four seconds to guess, and then I get another nine guess. to seven. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> why? Because <laughs> I'm in charge of this quiz now. I didn't realize he's a fucking sore loser over here. <laughs> I'm not sore yet. You're gonna get on the naughty There's list. There's two big ones you guys haven't this. guessed yet. Um, bu- 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 oh, it's pissing me off. It's like a big thing. It's like a little, its own little franchise type. Oh, a Christmas story. Scott gets a point. Christmas story comes at number seven. That's a great guess. Let me just say that's a fantastic guess. This one's on the tip of my tongue. Some sort of peanuts. Charles Schultz. Uh, Charlie Brown oh. Christmas. Kelly gets a point. Coming in at number eight, Kelly. Kelly is down ten to eight. It's almost like we planned this. If Kelly gets the next one, he will tie Scott, and we will have a tie once again on this podcast. I can already see the hate emails coming in that Leprechaun's Christmas <laughs> Gold wasn't in the top ten. White Christmas legitimately should be in the top ten. Ah, I don't like White Christmas at all. <laughs> don't like White Christmas. I like it better than It's a Wonderful Life. Oh wow! I would hard disagree. Sorry. This is Ranker. Sorry. Oh, these dorks. Yes. These dorks over at Ranker are going to have this opinion. Die Hard. That's kind of the best Christmas movie. Die Hard is at number 13. Ugh. Coming in at number 13. So you're close. Um, are there any stop motion ones on? Scott already got the only one that was stop motion. Okay. Polar Express. It's in the top 20, but not in the top 10. Oh. I'm going to give you guys a clue. And you, and whoever wants... Now you guys can just chime in. Whoever guessed this is first. I'm just going to give you guys a series of clues for this one. This one is a the second movie in a film franchise. Or no, it's the third movie in a film franchise. And the first two were not Christmas related. Huh. Huh. I know. The Godfather... <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Kelly gets it. Uh, Kelly takes to ties it. Is that the last one, or is there one more? That is the last one. Wow, that what was a return. Number two was yes. Well, hey, we're back. Christmas with Vacation. Another uh, spoof, scoops, and novelty songs tradition. Scotty and Kelly <sighs> tie the quiz. Tie in the quiz. <laughs> Congratulations, boys! And that does it for our novelty song segment this week. Yay! All right, that's going to do it for us. We're all wrapped. Wait, nobody did Stop a, right nobody there. Did a product. No, I did a product. What? Kelly. Wait, did Scott do a product? No, I did a product. Okay, well, what is it? It's the hacky sack. Hey. Classic how did we not do that one? We didn't do that one? Because I would have pushed back. I don't think it's a novelty product. But guess what? This week, pull, pulling, my, pulling my brain out of Elden Ring... 
was very difficult, so I picked a uh, uh, softball, hacky sack. Oh boy. Webster's Dictionary defines hacky sack <laughs> as a footbag. It's a modern, non-competitive American sport. Oh, a footbag. Sport was underlined in the article clear. that I copied this from. Uh, that involves footbag. kicking a beanbag and keeping it off the ground for as long as possible. It was invented in 1972 by John Stahlberger and Mike Marshall of Oregon City, Oregon, as a fun, challenging way to exercise. Mm, and definitely not appropriate weight. Hold on. The story of Hacky Shack began in the summer of 1972. Mike Marshall introduced visiting Texas John Stahlberger to a game that he had learned from a Native American, a fellow inmate in a military brig. The game involved kicking a small beanbag repeatedly to keep it off the ground for as long as possible. So yeah, he just like stole this game from one of his Native American buddies back in the 70s. Very cool, Mike Stahlberger and or Mike Marshall and John Stahlberger, neato. It was also, I mean, also it's hacky sack's been around since uh, the uh, where when was when does the longest to date it back? Ooh, I think as long Four, as there've been footbags. Four seventy six to two twenty one BC. Uh, there's a Chinese record written during the Warring States period. Kuju is the, was what they called it, and yeah, it's mentioned in another part of Chinese history of Shiji around 94 BC, so it's been around for a long time. But John Stahlberger and uh, Mike, what's his name? Who cares? Mike Myers uh, <laughs> are the ones who participated in capitalism and marketed it. Oh, so, so yeah. you can get an official... Hacky sack brand hacky sack. Uh probably. I don't know. I don't know how everything much else. If it's not a hacky sack it. brand hacky sack, it's just a foot bag. That'd be pretty funny to bring it to like the patent office and be like, you can't, you can't patent a tiny fucking bean bag. You can't do that. Can you do that? That sounds stupid. Uh, I guess I wouldn't be surprised. Our patent system is busted. So, so. For, I have patented the wheel. For my <laughs> segment this week, I brought a little... It's kind of like a logic game. You know, game... There's a brain game. It's called uh, Knee and Foot. And pretty much just go around and you alternate saying knee and foot. And it's just a quick, easy logic game that we're going to play real quick. So You just say it? Yeah, you just say knee. And then so we'll go around a circle. So I'll start. I'll go the first time you say knee. Oh, wait, do we, so who goes next? Do we need to establish a... Yeah, Scott goes next. Pecking we'll go, order, I'm so going clockwise in Discord, which probably isn't apparent to you. <laughs> okay. No, that's clockwise to me, too. Okay, cool. <laughs> Very well. Okay. Okay. So, Kelly, you start it off one more time. Yeah, I'll start off. Knee. Foot. Knee. Foot. Knee. Foot. No, no, Marty. <laughs> I mean, it's not that complicated. No, it's okay. It's okay. We'll get it. I'll start again. Knee. We can probably edit this out. Yeah. Okay. Foot. Knee. Marty. Foot. Marty. <laughs> Marty. God. Fuck, damn it, dude. I hate this. I hate this. So it's really simple. This is, 
<laughs> it's a simple logic game. It's. <sighs> he'll, get it. he'll get it. Why don't you try he'll get starting? it. He'll get it. Let's let's keep it going. I'll, here, I'll start. You know, I'll, start. I'll, I'll start. No I'll start. Me. <laughs> I'll start. Okay, ready? I'll start. Then it goes to Marty. Okay. Knee. Knee. Marty. No, Marty. Oh my fucking god, dude. Why would it be knee knee? Knee knee leaks. Is that what you think it is? It's a simple logic game, dude. Come on. Why don't you? Why don't you try starting? Oh, it? it's April Fool's Day. Oh, I get it now. No, it's a logic game. It oh, okay. It's a simple logic game. Okay, I'll start. I'll you start. You start. You start. You start. I'll start. Foot. It's Marty. A, Marty. Come on. <laughs> it's called knee foot. It's called knee foot. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. Here, let me go first. Let me go first. Yeah. Okay. Knee. Marty. Marty. <laughs> this this feels like how I interacted with other kids in school <laughs> was was this kind of this was kind of the usual thing for me was people excluding me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. April Fool's. Yeah, we're bullying you. We're bullying you and trying to remind you why. We don't want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, whoa, what do you mean? No, we love, we're doing it for our fans. Oh, ha, ha, April Fool's Day, we got you, fans. Yeah, for the fans. <sighs> well, that was fun. Well, that was a rousing. That was fun. I knew something was up immediately <laughs> when you introduced the game. It's a simple logic game. Like, it's just I, a real simple yeah. logic game. This is our 100th episode, guys. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's true. We did it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. How lackluster. We did it. We finally did it. How lackluster it feels. Nah, it'll feel, once we get to editing, it'll feel. No, uh, it won't feel no I'll be on on episode 101. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of luster yeah. on it. Yeah. Ratatoin still to come, yes. Yeah. Up next. The, I think Ratatoin was what, uh, like, really... That was the nail in the coffin. For you, as far as watching movies goes? Yeah, that's the other thing, too. I haven't watched a movie since we shut down I the meant spoof pod. movies. Sorry for not... Yeah. You no, know I know I fair. know what you meant, but I'm saying, like, I, I'm so sick of just the visual format of filmmaking that I haven't watched a single movie in the last <laughs> oh my eight goodness. months. Wow. Mm-hmm. No Dune. Nope. Just I just read nonfiction hour... books now. Yeah, you're a lit. You're a literate. You're a literary man now. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Who's closing it? Is this how we close it? Why are we waiting so yeah. long? <laughs> I'm letting you guys peter out. Is what I'm letting you do. <laughs> are you fading oh, this out right now? Something for you. Yeah, we're probably. I out thought here. you usually said that's gonna do it for us this week. On Spoof Scoops hey, and Kelly? Novelty Songs. You said it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, we really, really appreciate, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Kelly, what are we watching next We're week? watching I Want You Back, the Charlie Day romantic comedy. Great. <laughs> oh, that's new, isn't it? Yeah, it's brand new. <laughs> that's brand new. Bye. Bye.